I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. Holden with VEASAN, Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. There is so much going on in this show today. Now I'm going to leave with the Nuggets, do a little Colorado State, Wyoming betting recap, and then we got a Broncos. There's so much going on with the Broncos. It's just ridiculous. I am going to give my thoughts on the Broncos ownership situation, new offensive coordinator, Brian Flores, Brian Flores and the Broncos. I'll give my opinions with Ian St. Clair from Play Colorado. So uh, he's going to hop on. We have so much to talk about that he's probably going to be on for some extra time today. But trust me, we'll get into all the things we need to get into with the Broncos. But I want to start with the teams that are in action, okay? And I just looked at the handle from December on playcolorado.com. I mean, the NBA is huge for betting here. It's normally the second big, well, third biggest with NFL college football and then the NBA. But here in Colorado, the numbers for the NBA, something else I'll talk to Ian about, astronomical. But let's get into the Nuggets. Last night, 130-115 loss at Minnesota. Um, Jokic, 21-16 and eight assists, but he did have five turnovers. And the loss snapped the five-game win streak. They've got one more game left on the six-game roadie. Uh, they're now 28 and 22, okay? And this will be the back-to-back and the third game in four nights for Denver. The old problem of the bench stinking up the joint crept up again and got the Nuggets last night. The T-Wolves reserves, 68-49 over Denver's reserves, and they out-rebounded the Nuggets reserves by six, Okay. And they really lost it in the second quarter. Even Michael Malone said that when you get outscored by 16 points and your bench just stinks, that was the end of it. So they lost again because of the bench. Now, I got to play for you on tonight's game. And I don't think that the bench is going to get outscored tonight. It's the Nuggets at Utah. The Jazz are 3-0 and against the Nuggets. Tonight, though, For the Jazz. And we've seen the Nuggets kind of lay an egg in this situation before. I'll tell you why I don't think it's going to happen tonight. No Rudy Gobert. No Donovan Mitchell. No Joe Ingles. No backup point guard Daniel House. Hassan Whiteside didn't take part in shoot-around. So let's see here. Two of the best players on... Two best players on the team. Ingles, your backup point guard, and Hassan Whiteside. I mean... They're rolling out a skeleton crew tonight, no matter what, even if Whiteside does take part in the game. So (laughs) 
the Jazz have been stinking up the joint all around. Okay? So <laughs> they've lost 11 of 13. They also lost to the Timberwolves. That was back on Sunday. So at least they've got some rest here. But it is bad. I mean, it's there are not good things going on with the Jazz. So they are struggling. They've lost five in a row, 11 of 13. So I am going, uh, not well, more than anything else because of this, this team that the Jazz are rolling. This is not the Jazz. They're rolling out one of the worst teams in the NBA without Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Ingles, House, and possibly Whiteside. And what that's also going to do is take a toll on the bench. So really all the way around, and I don't think Jokic this time is going to allow the Nuggets to lose to the Jazz. I just don't. He knows how important this is. Get one of these games from these guys. I know they're tired, uh, that the Nuggets are tired, but you got to get one of these. Uh, so plus 135 was the number this morning. Right now on the money line, plus 120 for the Nuggets. Do it. That'll be the show bet. Plus, I'll do officially plus 120. Uh, so plus 120 money line for the Nuggets. I think that the issues with the Jazz, and not just missing a couple of guys, missing their best players, that's going to catch up with them tonight. So let's go with an official show play today. Nuggets on the money line, plus 120. I'm also waiting for Bojan Bogdanovic's numbers to come out because he should get... I mean, he should be a focal point of their offense tonight. Um, in three games against the Nuggets this season, 24-18. Uh, no, take it back. 15-21 and 36 points. 15-21 and 36 points in the three games against Denver. And 24-6 and six is the average. 24.6 rebounds in those three games. If I find, and again, the, the books might be holding on to this, this line because they don't know exactly who is and not is not playing in this game. But if I see Bogdanovich at 20 and a half or lower, I, that's a firing an auto bet for me. So also be on the lookout for Bogdanovich um, over 20 and a half points or less. Here, they just posted him. 20 and a half. Beautiful. There you go. We got our second bet here. Over 20 and a half points for Bojan Bogdanovich minus 113. We got that. Real quick recap. Colorado State, Wyoming. What a great game. Went into overtime. We went over 144. Overtime had a lot to do with that. We got, um, we got what, Wyoming covered the spread, right, as dogs at home. Um, and then we had Colorado in the second half, and that didn't work out too well. Uh, so ultimately, two and one on those bets, and I'm pretty happy about that. You know, we're doing well on these uh, Mountain West, Big Sky, some of these other these other teams that we've been targeting. So uh, the Rams dropping back-to-back -back games for the first time this season. Hmm, very very interesting. All right, let's move along because we got to talk about the abs for a second here. <clears throat> they finally lost. They had their 18-game home winning streak snapped, blew that one-goal lead in the final minute of regulation, lost to the Coyotes in overtime. Uh, first loss at home since November 3rd. November 3rd, they lost to Columbus 5-4. And Kadri got his 60th point in 41 games. His career high in points is 61. My God, is this guy just been a, a revelation. 
The Avs were without McKinnon, of course. He's been out for three games. So they got the nine-day break heading into the All-Star game this weekend. Hopefully he'll come back, feel pretty good. Avs had their best January ever in the history of the franchise, 15-0-1. They tied the NHL record for most wins and points in a single month. 15 wins, 31 points. They tied the NHL record. Had a chance to win it last night to get it, but they still got a point out of it. Um, that that's amazing. And they haven't walked out of ball arena with a regular season loss since October 26th, <laughs> October 26th. That's awesome. Uh, here, couple, uh, one other lesson. I want to, I want to teach you something here. If you're new or better, and you might not know this. Don't bet heavy favorites on the money line. So the five best teams, uh, against the spread this year. On the money line, Canes, Rangers, Wild, Preds, and then the Avalanche at 32 and 12. They have been such heavy favorites here over the last, you know, six to eight weeks that despite being 20 games over 500 against the spread, 32 and 12, they're only plus 2.8 units. And, you know, everything can change. A goal here, a bounce there. Listen, very easy um, to actually lose money over a sustained period of time betting the Avs money line. I would not do it. They're 20 games over 500 against the spread, and they're still just 2.8 units, plus 2.8 units. At some point in time, they're going to come back down to earth. They're not going to go on a 32-12 and 12 run, and if you continue to bet them on the money line, you're going to lose money long term. Lastly, but not least, the Broncos. So they've got their new offensive coordinator who really isn't going to be calling plays. It's going to be Nathaniel Hackett. Justin Outen uh, coming over, tight ends coach with Green Bay. So that's nice. There's the Brian Flores story who says um, Elway and Joe Ellis, they ended up showing up late to the interview. The Broncos came out vehemently, vehemently, uh, denying that, and they called it baseless. And then Flores came out on TV and said, I deal in truth. Uh, you know what? It's an unpopular thing that I do, but I actually wait to see both sides of the story. So I'm not saying Flores is right, and I'm not saying the Broncos are wrong. I'm not saying Flores is wrong and the Broncos are right. I, I, will, I will wait uh, to, to make my final determination on that. But the big news here, bigger news, I think, with the Broncos is they'll have new ownership. And it's finally up for sale. I want you to check these numbers out. So Bolin bought the franchise back in 1984 for $78 million. If you adjust that for inflation, it's $209 million. The team's going to sell for $4 billion. $4 billion. $4 billion. Looking forward to seeing who it is. Because those of you think, oh, Peyton Manning, John Elway, they'll buy the team. No, no, no. They, they got chump change. It's going to take at least one billionaire to come in here, buy the team, and hopefully keep Peyton Manning on as maybe a face of the franchise. So lots to talk about with Ian St. Clair. I'll, I'll really get into it deeper with him on all of these topics. Next on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Being a homer has its perks at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Every day, Bet Rivers offers a special hometown discount on parlays involving local teams. 
To get your hometown discount, just open the Bet River Sportsbook app and check the daily specials to place your bet on a unique parlay with hometown teams and players. Then root, root, root for the home team and win together. Bet today on the Bet River Sportsbook app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. For more real-time relevant sports betting news and information, listen to VEASAN in Denver on Altitude Sports 950. VEASAN, the sports betting network, is on the air in Denver. Listen to relevant real-time sports betting news and information on Denver's Altitude Sports 950. Follow the money, a numbers game, Lombardi line, my guys in the desert, the nightcap, and much, much more from VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network, on the air in Denver, on Altitude Sports 950. As promised, our weekly Wednesday guest, Ian St. Clair, PlayColorado.com. There's actually some really good, I'm acting like, it's, hey, there's actually, there's a couple of really good stories up there on Play Colorado. My favorite, of course, is the, uh, the handle. Now we got the handle for what the month of December NBA is surging and that's not even one of the top five stories today, my friend. Hello. And I'm going to let you tell me where you want to start because there's a million things to talk about, whether it be the Broncos sale or the Broncos new offensive coordinator who will not call plays or Tom Brady or Brian Flores or the (laughs) Nuggets and the Nuggets bench or the abs finally losing Hold on, what what am I missing here? Anything else? I, I uh, you, you tell me. Andrew Brandt, as I sent to you right before oh, we yeah. started recording, after you went through the list, the former Packers executive and current law expert who is known for the catchphrase "There will be lawyers," uh, saying that he thinks Aaron Rodgers is most likely to be traded and to the Denver Broncos. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's just it's been a whirlwind. Newsday, and I keep waiting for Tom Brady to announce, just kidding, I'm going to play another year because I don't like all this other stuff taking over my retirement announcement. Um, so it, it, I, I'd say let's start with the handle just because we can get that out of the way relatively quickly. <laughs> um, okay, let's go a direction I didn't think we were going, but like I said, it was your choice. Okay, so the handle, the NFL is going to get taken over by the Nuggets? How is that possible? What is going on here with the NBA surging? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm starting to lead with the Nuggets on this show a lot more. I I did not know that the interest in betting the NBA was going to be this big. We got it in the story, as you mentioned, at playcolorado.com, where for the, the year of 2021, there were $958 million placed on the NBA. Only $600 Eighty-nine point two million on the NFL. That I mean, we've all heard that the NFL drives sports betting, but the NBA is right there, and it's because there's more games. The season is longer, so it drags on from October to into June now, depending on how long the NBA finals go. So that is a sustained period of betting, and there is obviously interest not just in the Nuggets in Colorado, but in the NBA because of you have three to five games almost every night. And that's why the NBA is where it is. But in terms of December, I would say it was not as strong as I thought it was going to be based on what we saw in October and November. 
But really? the fact that it was still over $461 million for the month is nothing to to brush off. I mean, we're starting to see the market mature, and it's only going to continue to get higher as the months tick on for sports betting in Colorado. All right, that was the first one. Your other article up there, the Broncos have the eighth most uh, eighth best Super Bowl odds at plus 1,500. So that means that the books are starting to adjust for the legitimate possibility that Aaron Rodgers is coming here, correct? That, that's absolutely it. If you remember to the, the first day of the draft when Mark Schlereth and then Dave Logan both said that they thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be the next quarterback of the Denver Broncos, you saw the sportsbook scramble, including Bet Rivers. At that point, most of the sportsbooks had the Broncos over plus 6,000 to win the Super Bowl. When that news hit about Aaron Rodgers potentially coming to the Broncos, they had to scramble because the liability was going to be massive if that deal goes through. So they dropped them to plus 1,000. So now, and to limit the liability, you're seeing them go with anywhere from plus 1500 bet rivers has them at plus one, uh, 1700 so it's all to limit the liability if the move happens if it doesn't if aaron rodgers or russell wilson doesn't come to the broncos you'll see that number shoot up again i would say probably at least 4000 if not higher because that's what this is all about it's for what could happen and as we talked about as i said to you with andrew brandt the former Packers executive, he was on the, he's going to come back to Green Bay in 2021. He now thinks a split is likely, and it's either going to be a trade to the Broncos or retirement from Aaron Rodgers. So as you said, yes, this is the sports books bracing for that. I wonder where they put it if he does sign here, because the Chiefs are going to be the favorite. The Bills have to be right there. Now we see the Bengals surging. Like, are they going to be the fourth best odds in the AFC at that point? Yes, just and that's where, the that's where they are odds. right now. They're above yeah. the Titans. They're above the Ravens. They're above the Chargers. I That that kind of surprised me a little bit because I think the Chargers are on the precipice of being a serious contender if they can get that defense figured out, and then along with the offensive line. But, yeah, I think the Broncos are going to be in that fourth best threshold. If the move actually goes through – they may lower them to around plus a thousand. I don't think mm. they're going to go any higher than that or lower. I've been covering this industry for two years and I still don't know how to reference the odds changing. I, I guess it would be lower. Um, so I, I don't think it would be any, I don't, it may go to plus 900, but I think it's going to be around that plus 1000 area if a trade goes through. That's <laughs> it's fascinating. All right. Isn't so we it? started out here. I still have to ask you about Nathaniel Hackett. We, we have not discussed anything since Hackett got the job, and I'll just restate my opinion. Everybody's excited. They should be excited. There's a guy that has a lot of charisma as opposed to the guy that was here the last three years. Uh, that's kind of nice to see. He has had success as a coordinator. Uh, the other thing I'll say is doesn't matter if he doesn't get a quarterback. So I think Hackett's only going to be as good as his quarterback those are my thoughts on the hiring. What's your reaction to Nathaniel Hackett as the next, what is it, the 18th Broncos head coach? 18th permanent head coach. 
I like the hire, but I'm with you. I am sick of grading news conferences as winners. There is not a more worthless win in sports. It's time for this team to win on the field. It's been five years since the Broncos were in the playoffs. It's been that's it's been six years since the Broncos were in the playoffs. Five years since they've had a, a winning record. You have to go back to the '60s and early '70s for a run of futility like this for this organization. So it's time to win on the field, and nothing else matters. He seems like he has it figured out. He's an analytics guy. He he brings the fire or the juice. Another tired cliche. Bring the juice to the field where you can squeeze wins out. Until that happens, I don't care. I want this team to win again. And if that happens, you're going to see betting interest increase, as we've said multiple times on this show. So the time for cliches, the time for winning news conferences is over. It's time to win on the field. Yeah. You get Aaron Rodgers, you're close. You don't get Aaron Rodgers. I'm fascinated to see because – I think just in-game management alone, this is what I like the most. He's going to have an in-game manager, okay? And whoever that is, hopefully, is going to make a big change from the last regime. I think if you had a competent in-game manager last year, they win nine games. I really think Hackett can add two wins to this team. But that still puts you at nine and eight, and that's just not good enough. And that is under the assumption that Hackett and his in-game manager are gonna manage things correctly. But if there is one takeaway from this, I think that this guy is going to be better at it, I think, because he's already come out, he's got an analytics guy, an in-game manager, and that really could turn the tide too. A couple of more wins doesn't get you in the playoffs, a couple more wins gets you a worse draft pick, but coming into this year, if they can win two more games than they would have with Fangio, Maybe they do get the playoffs. It's going to be tough, though, without that quarterback. Absolutely, because you're, you're in a division with Patrick Mahomes, with Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. Derek Carr took a Raiders team that should have been at the bottom of the division and somehow made it a playoff team after they get rid of John Gruden and Basaccia comes on to be the interim head coach. To make that a playoff team is pretty incredible. So they're still going to be a team that you have to deal with, even though I know Broncos country has its feelings towards Josh McDaniels. I'm curious to see how that plays out in his second run as a head coach. I don't know if it'll be successful, but they just went to the playoffs. So that's a team that you have to consider when talking about this division and whether or not the Broncos are a contender. Josh McDaniel got a job again. (laughs) It's just at least, he, did, at least like, he didn't renege on his deal with like he did with the Colts. So that's one step that, that the Raiders. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's what I'm saying. He he failed miserably as a head coach, and then he took a job and just left. So we'll see if he learned some lessons. Now he's got some gray hair. Uh, I don't know if that makes you smarter. Definitely didn't make me smarter. But me. he does have some gray hair, so I guess that's good. Um, Next up on the list, Justin Outen, and then uh, who is it? Clint Kubiak. They're on the staff now. Now, Outen uh, is going to be the offensive coordinator, but that's really a name and title, right? Because Hackett already said he was going to call the plays, which I'm really excited about. So it's nice to see the staff filling out. Not too much on this one, though. Big deal. Uh, We'll see what he does behind the scenes. Hackett let him call a game in the preseason. He said he was really happy about that. You know, that... This is just another coach. This is a position coach at this point, right? Absolutely, yes, because Hackett is going to – he's going to make the play calls. 
he's the coach that Aaron Rodgers has said that he loves. Uh, we've talked about that where he said he hopes that Hackett doesn't go anywhere unless I do too. So it, it's the dot connecting there. But the, the thing that I'm most interested in is what he does at defensive coordinator because there have been links to a coach that he's worked with at the Rams who is uh, I think the secondary coach or something like that for the Rams and they can't do anything until after the Super Bowl. That's going to be the one that's very interesting to me because whenever you talk to fans or media or whoever it is in Broncos country, they want to see what they do at defense because that was one of the reasons some fans didn't want to move on from Vic Fangio is because of what he does as a defensive coach and what he brought out of that defense. So what did they do now with Vic Fangio gone? And I, his name escapes me right, right now, but he's worked with Brandon Staley. He's worked with Vic Fangio. He's worked with some of the best defensive minds in the NFL It'll be interesting to see what Hackett does once the, the Super Bowl 56 is over and whether or not he can move on and hire his defensive coach. He's also been linked to a defensive coach in, in Baltimore. So that defensive coordinator position is going to be the most interesting to me. And then special teams. Special teams coordinator, Broncos country needs no reminder about how horrible Tom McMahon was at his job. He addressed so, it. He addressed it. Okay. He did. At least he addressed that. So he knows how bad it is, Ian. He knows yeah, how bad it, it is. It can't get any worse for the special teams <laughs> in, in Broncos country. So at least that it's looking up. How about that? Or it's all downhill yeah. for the special teams. You're, whatever you're talking about Ejiro Evuro. Evuro. Ejiro Evuro. And that now we got a guy in Outen. I've been looking for his pronunciation. Couldn't find it. But I did find Ejiro Ivuro, and we'll have to get used to that if he's hired because he's and with of course, the Rams. Now that Clint Kubiak, having a Kubiak back, and Clint worked with his dad and was with the Broncos uh, as like a an offensive assistant. I don't think he was an actual coach. I'd have to go back and look. But now there's going to be links to Kirk Cousins if Jim Harbaugh, who is apparently going to be hired as the next head coach of the Vikings, what they do at quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins could be the next tech, or the next quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady retired. But we'll see, there's going to be that link now because George Payton was there in Minnesota. Clint Kubiak was there. So if it doesn't work out with Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins could be a name that's thrown on the rumor fire. Who has $4 billion to buy a football team? Is it going to have to be Bezos or... Maybe, maybe Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. So, wouldn't it? so <laughs> you finally are getting Colorado and Elon Musk buying the buying the Broncos. That would be. I mean, yeah. Fascinating. Would it Oprah boxes owners box. Oprah could do it. So here, your day has finally come. You've been begging for Joe Ellis to get out of the way. You've been begging for John Elway, and we have story about them too to talk about. But. I don't know if there's anything you're more excited about. You tell me than this Broncos sale. So Bolin bought it in 1984 for $78 million. Inflation, he bought it for about $210 million. And now it's going to sell for what? $4 billion? $4 billion. Oh my God. At least that, right? So it's going to have to be a team of people. That's Peyton Manning. And John Elway do not have that money, okay? They're rich. 
but they ain't billionaires. Uh, $222 billion for Elon Musk. No rumors there. About $170 billion for Bezos. Wow. Uh, the next guy that comes in here... <sighs> billionaires are a tricky bunch. Let me just say that. I've been around some billionaires. Uh, Ted Leontis in Washington, D.C. They are odd people. They have different brains than the rest of us. Most of them do. Most of them are brilliant. Most of them are sociopaths. That's just my thoughts on this. Yeah, you got to be. So Steve Ballmer, what did he, he bought the Clippers too, right? Um, what's your expectation here for the next owner of the Broncos? What do you want to see? What do you expect? So I think it's going to be one majority owner because that's what the NFL wants. That's how the NFL runs its ship. They don't want a group of people. They don't want a conglomerate of people to own a team. They want one majority owner. So that limits the pool. And there's no secret that the NFL wants Jeff Bezos. They want Jeff Bezos' money. They want Amazon. It could potentially put Sunday NFL ticket on Amazon and take it off of DirecTV. That would be a streamless transition. I don't know if Jeff Bezos is going to be interested in the Broncos. There have been talks about Dean Spanos and the Spanos family potentially having the Chargers up for sale. If I'm Jeff Bezos, would I rather be in Denver or LA with that multi-billion dollar SoFi Stadium that's going to host Super Bowl 56? So it, it, Jeff Bezos is the one to keep, keep an eye on. Jason LaConfora with CBS Sports had a report that uh, Jeff Bezos is the guy that the NFL wants. He was at the Super Bowl in Atlanta, sat in Roger Goodell's box. Jerry Jones has talked about Jeff Bezos. I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Jones, Roger Goodell, and the other NFL owners basically go to Jeff Bezos and beg him to buy the Broncos because <laughs> it would be pocket change for him. I mean, you, you mentioned he is the richest man in the world. He has the money to not only take the $4 billion, he could up it and say, here, I'll, I'll pay double the value of what the Broncos are worth just to buy them because I can. But it will be fascinating. I want the owner to be competitive, to know the history. I don't expect him to be Pat Bowen. I, you're not going to get another Pat Bowen, and I think that is an unrealistic expectation. It's not fair to that next owner. Pat Bowen was one in a million. He brought life into this franchise. I think he's one of the most important, if not the most important person in the history of the Denver Broncos. I want the next owner to be competitive. I want them to want to win. I want them to have the same kind of expectation that Pat Bowen had was to be number one at everything to win Super Bowls. And if the third one, which was on Pat Bowen's list, I would take it, beat the Raiders. That's not as important as the first two because of where this franchise currently is. That's what I want from the next owner, to have that drive, that determination, that expectation to get this franchise back and to know the history of the Denver Broncos and how important this franchise is to the community, to the state, and to the Rocky Mountain region. I think that whoever the new owner is at least going to have to have Peyton Manning or John Elway on just as an ambassador, probably as a very, very small stakeholder in the team. 
But for me, Peyton Manning, obviously, there's a big part of the fan base upset at John Elway. We'll get into Elway and Ellis and, and Brian Flores in just a minute. Think about this this rabbit hole we've gone down here. There's, <laughs> we haven't even gotten through half our topics yet. This is amazing. So Crazy. in all seriousness, like, do, do you want just as just to have some local connection here? Would you be okay with Elway? Would you be okay with Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning. Give me Peyton Manning. John Elway needs to go away. He's wow. had his time. Thank you. I, I, As a kid of the 80s, I adored John Elway. He was my favorite athlete along with Alex English locally. It's time for John Elway to go away. Bring in Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, as I've said on my show, on my Mile High Report radio podcast, I think I've said it to you, Peyton Manning knows football. He loves football. He knows he knows Pat Boland. He knows what this franchise means. I think it would be not just a good PR move. It would be a good organizational move if you're going to buy this team to have Peyton Manning on board. That would fire up this fan base to know that Peyton Manning is involved. So give me Peyton Manning, 100%. Uh, also, don't forget, you know, the, with this Brian Flores thing, there are going to be um, black billionaires that have to be, that are going to be um, in the mix too. So, you know, we may see somebody that we really don't know too much about, whether it be Robert F. Smith. You know, here's a guy that is a billionaire too, right? $6.7 billion. So I think that there's going to be a bigger pool of billionaires than we then maybe we think it is, right? So well, I will that'll say be with interesting. Robert, with Robert Smith, Mike Kliss with Nine News reported a couple of days ago that, and Woody Page has said this, that he's not interested. So He's not even interested. No, he, he does not have a plan to bid on the Broncos. Now that could be potential spin to say, hey, I, I'm wink, winking, and, but I don't think so. I think if you're mm -hmm. going to put this out before it even comes out that the Broncos are for sale, because... That came out on Monday. It came out on Tuesday that the Broncos were officially for sale. I don't. Robert Smith is not interested, so they're going to have to go another another direction. Uh, there's going to be it. It'll be somebody else. I'll just say that. Okay, very good. I'm glad you brought that up. So I think the consensus on this show is Bezos with with Peyton Manning as a figurehead, right? I, that that's where I, I. I mean, if I was going to put odds on it, I, that would be it. Just knowing what the NFL is, it's a billionaire fan club. They they want the biggest billionaire there is right now, and that's Jeff Bezos. And because yeah. of what the money he can bring, the power he can bring, Amazon that he can bring. And, and so that would be where I would lean. Uh, they, there haven't been any inclinations of it. There was a report in October that said that he wasn't interested. I highly doubt that. Every billionaire wants to own an NFL team. It's basically getting free money. So that would be where I would lean. There may be some surprises in this, but we'll see. I, I don't think we're going to know about the bids. I don't think we're going to hear about anything until we know the winning bid. All right, so let's keep going here. Talking about team owners, right? So there's the report from Brian Flores that Ellis and Elway showed up hungover and late to his job interview back in 2019, which would probably explain a lot about the Vic Fangio hire. But in all seriousness, you know, it, the, the Broncos came out vehemently de denied this. They said, we have all the, 
we got the, the papers here. We got the transcript. We know everything that we've done. We've done nothing wrong. Flores went on TV, basically said in the end, I'm going to be right. Um, I deal with the truth. I deal in the truth is what he said. Whose side are you on here? Whose side are you on? I, I mean, it's not really a surprise that it comes out that John Elway would show up hungover. I mean, there, it's been an under-the-table it actually hasn't been under the table. It's been kind of a, a a known thing that John Elway likes to sauce and go out and have a few drinks at night. It's no secret. If you saw on Twitter the jokes about him riding around on a scooter at night and people saying that's him going to the Flores interview. So it, it's not a surprise to me. It's not a surprise that Joe Ellis and John Elway don't take it seriously because the last six years show they haven't. So I, I don't know how it's going to fall out. I, I thought it was interesting that Brian Flores, as you said, not only said that, but he had a smile with it. So he's like, yeah, I know the truth. So it, it's not a surprise to me. What it does to me is show me why they need to be gone. Because it's just adding it to the list of all the garbage that they have brought with this organization the last six years. And they just need to go away. I don't know about the reports of uh, the, the Rooney rule. I, I think that's for them to decide and what comes out in court. I mm -hmm. commend Brian Flores for doing this because there needs to be serious change. And the only way to do it is to do what Brian Flores is doing. He needs to shine a light on it, and that's what he's doing, and I commend him for doing it. He's taking a stand. As for Elway and Ellis, they just need to go away. I I, I just, I have had it. I, I am sick of both of them. And it's time for new blood. It's time for new eyes to come in here and take this organization. And the last thing I'll say about it is they knew Pat Bowen. That's not how Pat Bowen would run his franchise. They, mm. they should have taken it seriously. They didn't. And we can see that because they haven't taken it seriously for six years. This has not been a priority to get it back on, on track to where it, it should be and where everyone expects it. And that disappoints me because they knew Pat Bowen and they took his legacy and they have just, it's put into shambles because of how they've run this organization for the last six years. Um, strong words there, strong words. So we'll move on. We just talked about Brian Flores and everything coming down on the National Football League. And a lot of us have been saying that the Rooney rule was kind of a sham. You know, we knew this. Um, I think on one hand, it has been beneficial because at least it gets minority coaches in front of decision makers. But on the other hand, they were interviewed and they really had no chance. And listen, that's happened to all of us before, right? Like I've, I've gone and I went actually went into a radio station here. Um, they brought me in to do some shows for them, knowing that I wasn't going to get the job because they had somebody else to do it. But I figured, hey, I'll hop on the air. We'll have a good time. Well, I mean, that, that was because the good old boys network and we still got the good old boys network. It's going to be here. It's not going anywhere. Nope. But then you look at the Flores uh, issue here, and it is. It's a problem. I mean, he, he, he got completely screwed over by, by uh, Stephen Ross asking yes. to pay him $100,000 a loss. And here's the issue I have with that. And there's so many issues from a betting standpoint, from just, you know, just any type of standpoint, that black coaches, let's face it, they don't get the wiggle room 
that other coaches get. They just don't. And if Flores was to go one and 15 that year, they probably would have fired him after that. Yeah. So yeah, Stephen Ross, not less critical, but fair. Stephen Ross is a piece of garbage. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a horrible owner. And this again is what happens when you have bad ownership. You constantly lose. You constantly have uh, divisiveness. You have losing. I mean, it's as simple as that. When you're a bad owner, your organization has to get lucky to have any success. I think the Bidwells in Arizona got very lucky. Kurt Warner yes. resuscitated his career there. So this is just my take. And I, I, I think Stephen Ross hopefully gets what he deserves. But we knew tanking was going on. The, the, this is like the movie Major League, man. They're just, really we, we knew it. And to offer your coach $1.6 million, basically, Completely out of line. Very disappointing. Yes, I, I agree with that completely. And he went eight and one in his last nine games. I know. So despite all of what Stephen Ross and the GM were trying to do, he still won. I think that shows what kind of coach Steve, uh, Brian Flores is. And but I think it also highlights why the NFL needs to get rid of record determining draft order. That would mm. end all of this. Whether it needs to be a lottery like it is in the NBA or the NHL, I, I have my feelings about that. But it would take away tanking. It would take away the ability for owners to say, oh, well, let's, I'll pay you $100,000 so we can get Joe Burrow. And that's why Stephen Ross wanted to lose was because Joe Burrow was the LSU quarterback who was going to be the number one pick. That's why Stephen Ross did that. He wanted to get Joe Burrow. It ne- They need to adjust that. That's the biggest thing. And, yes, Stephen Ross needs to go away. He needs to be forced to sell the team. He needs to be ostracized and eliminated from ever being an owner in the NFL or professional sports again. That is unacceptable. That is not about protecting the shield. That's about I – don't, I don't even know what that is, but it's unacceptable, and it cannot be tolerated by Roger Goodell and the other 31 owners. No, you're right, but – Here's my only other side to this is that they're going to protect him as much as they can. Because if Steven Ross is out as an owner, then he's going to he's going to try and just crush them. Unless they come out with the most hey, we'll give you a billion dollars to go away. I have a hard time believing that's going to happen. But I think we saw it in Washington with Dan Snyder, a rampant sexual uh how, how do we say that? Misconduct is what I guess we'll say about that. Yeah, let's and, go with that. And he's there. I mean, they put the wife in, but he's taking pictures of everybody with their new name, the Commanders. So, yeah, which I, is going to be shortened to commies. So the capital this... of our nation is going to be known as the Washington commies. Don't don't and get not me started. Listen, Ugh. yeah, they they got the Super Bowl years wrong. It wasn't the year of the season on this patch that Daniel Snyder and the Washington Commodores put out. It was the year they won the Super Bowl. So they can't even get that right. It's just, I mean, it, I don't know. Every time Let's you not get into Snyder that. and Washington yeah. can't top themselves, they're like, hold my beer. Yeah. Everybody thinks that this is such a disaster here in Denver, and it really is, but it's nothing. Like It could be worse, trust me. And it <laughs> could be a lot could. worse. It could be 30 years of dysfunction. 30 years. <laughs> So it's only been six to this point, my friend. It's only been six to this point. The last thing on this point, we know tanking's going on. I wonder how we start adjusting to that when it comes to betting. 
because again, we thought the Dolphins were going to tank, but ultimately they didn't tank because the coach didn't want to. And I respect Brian Flores for that. But they're not the only team that's been doing this. Okay. They're not the only team that's been tanking. So I guess, what is it? Something we're just going to have to deal with? I think think it's what I said. You adjust how teams get the draft order. It should not be based on the finish of your record for the regular season. There needs to be another way to do it. And I, that's the only way to do it. And I think you have to start bringing in integrity to all of this because there isn't, because everyone knows this is going on. You mentioned major league. That's exactly what Brian Flores was doing. Oh, do you think I'm going to lose on purpose? No, I, I hope they didn't do what they did in major league because Steven Ross is an old man, but I, I'm with you on this. They, it needs to be changed. I think the way to do it at least right away, and it's an easy change. And the NFL is all about doing the easy thing. The easy thing to do is change how draft order is selected. I I don't know how you do it. I don't know if you've got a lottery like they do in the NBA, although that doesn't stop tanking either, because at least you get more, more ping pong balls. It's, it really is almost impossible to stop tanking. I, I really believe that. I don't know what the new system is that you come up with. What do you want to do? Fine. Fine a team uh, $50 million for finishing with the worst record. <laughs> you know? How are you going to do that? Or is it like soccer where it's relegation? You can't do that in the NFL. I just, I think it's well, almost impossible. Fun, Can you imagine it would if be. there was relegation in the NFL? Like, It'd be amazing. All, you had like what? 50 teams so you have uh the under like the usfl could be the underneath the nfl so if you don't finish in a certain spot you get relegated to the usfl and if you're in the top two or three of the usfl you get to move up that would be so fun but that but think of it i mean you'd have you'd have more teams that that's for sure and the usfl could play in the spring which is what should have happened from the beginning that brings up a whole new discussion. That will never happen, but man, relegation would be so much fun with the National Football League. Not as a Broncos yeah. fan, because they may have been relegated, but the the talent pool, I think the talent pool would just be so gross that the teams that were down in relegation that would come up would just be awful. So listen, it's fun. I I just don't know how to stop the tanking. Happens in the NBA. Uh, it's much more clear to see it in the NBA because they're just rolling out garbage. But we knew the Dolphins wanted to tank and the head coach wouldn't. And I respect Flores for that. But like I said, when this came out, when the whole Flores situation went down, when he got fired, I knew there was two sides to every story. The problem for Stephen Ross is the story that he's going to tell is not going, <laughs> it's not going to help him. Uh, and then as far as a quarterback that they that. Ross wanted him to meet with, apparently. I don't know how that quarterback could have been Tom Brady, but it was a wink-wink deal, and Flores says he wasn't meeting with him. I mean, the Dolphins got to clean that up, man. There's there's no doubt about it. Okay, so NFL we've gotten through. But, yeah, the NFL needs to clean it up, too. You're right. The NFL needs to clean it up. Um, but, again, there's a betting show, and as a better, how do we handle these types of situations? And I – Again, you could just look at a bad team, but if that coach, especially in the early goings of the season, oh, this team's going to tank this year, but what if now other coaches look at Flores? I'm not going to tank. 
It's not going to happen. We're not going to do it. Well, I think that it really does mess with the integrity here. Nobody cares about betters, okay? They just want our money. But that's that's a problem, man. That's a problem. And it's, it's problem. not just the NFL. And the sports books should be working. The, the partners that are now with the NFL need to lead the charge on this. And maybe you can include the National Council on Problem Gambling and, and, and have Keith White involved in it that's one thing that you could do is you get the sports books who are partners with the nfl can now go to them and say we need to get this figured out we're not going to have our our necks on the line because you your coaches and your owners specifically the owners want to tank that's unacceptable and they they should lead the charge on this let's talk about something happy you're ready to talk about happy stuff? Yes. Well, even the abs, we can't be too happy about because they finally lost at home. They got a point, though. Yeah. Uh, it was a little bit of a surprise to see them lose 3-2 to the Coyotes. First loss at home since November 3rd, right? Um, Kadri got his 60th point in 41 games. His career-high points is 61. The Coyotes were the first team to win at plus 400 or more on the money line since 2015. They were plus 410. A lot of different notes here. Now we got the nine-day break coming up. The All-Star Game's coming in in Vegas. McKinnon's still out. Hopefully he comes back. But ultimately, you know, that was a hell of a run. And the best January in the history of the franchise. It, it, it's incredible. They didn't lose in January. And it's one of the best, I think, the best month in NHL history. I mean, it, it had to come to an end. But as you mentioned, they still got a point. I think it's the way they lost. And that's what Gabriel Landeskog said after the loss. To lose with 30 seconds left. To give up the game-tying goal. That's where I think they're going to be disappointed. That's where Jared Bednar will be disappointed. I think that's something... I don't want to say it's a trend, but it's something that we've seen happen over the course of the, this season and the last couple of seasons where there's a tendency to give up late goals that needs to be ironed out, especially heading yeah. into the playoffs. But it had to come to an end at some point. And the fact that it went on as long as it did, but they still have their point streak alive. I think it's nineteen a 19-game 19 point streak now. So yep. while it's a disappointing loss to lose in the shootout, they still get a point. They still head into the All-Star break, knowing that you're going to get Nathan McKinnon back. And then Jared Bednar has said that McKinnon will be back after the All-Star break from – his nose and concussion injury that he suffered against the Bruins with the Taylor Hall hit. This is a fun team. I think it's going to be a team that's going to be able to sustain this. It's just, can they finally clear that hurdle in the semifinal rounds of the Western Conference? That's going to be the determining factor on how successful this season is going to be for the Avalanche. Yeah, none of that, no, nothing else really matters at this point, does it? It's just that we're waiting for the playoffs. It's fun. Yes to watch them going to, to it's fun to watch them going as well as they are right now. It'll be great to see McKinnon come back. Hopefully Kadri could continue to do this, but been around it before. We talk about this every time. Uh, it really, the expectations at this point is to get some playoff series wins. Okay. Yes. Okay. Where did you go to college again? Tell me, did you go to CU Boulder? I went to the university of Northern Colorado. Okay. You, oh boy. Not good, man. Not good. The, the, the losses are starting to pile up now they for the are. basketball team. So that's that wasn't good. Lost a little bit of money on them the other night. 
Uh, college basketball locally locally here has been a blast. Amazing game between CSU and Wyoming the other night. Uh, the Buffaloes had a big win um, on the road of, about a week ago. And since then, they've kind of gone in a tailspin. I wanted to ask you this, too. We talk about professional basketball. How's the college basketball betting going here in town? Because I'm all over it. I mean, it's it's the Nuggets and college basketball, for me, will be the two top two stories. Obviously, the Broncos and the Avs are here, too. But for me, I love betting college basketball. I love watching college basketball. How is college basketball doing here in town? In December, I got $27.5 million. So Okay. It, it's middle of the pack. It was above college football. It was above ice hockey. So I, I think it's going to be in that top three, top four range. And obviously, once the NFL and the Super Bowl is done, that's where people put the yeah. focus on the NBA and also college basketball, especially leading into March Madness. March Madness after the Super Bowl are the two big betting events in terms of sports betting. So I think college basketball will be in that spot. What will be fascinating is if the consistency is there from the teams. If CSU can consistently be one of the better one of the better teams in the Mountain West, there's a lot of Wyoming basketball fans in Colorado, and Wyoming has legal sports betting now. There's still only two legal sports books, but Wyoming has a great basketball team. the The Dome of Doom, the, the Arena Auditorium, is a fantastic place to catch a basketball game, especially for the Border War with Colorado State. There is always a lot of emotion in that building. I, I worked in Wyoming for six years, covered college basketball. I remember covering the WNIT, the Cowgirls in 2007, won the WNIT, and it was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever been a part of, not just in terms of my professional career, but in sports in general. So it, anyone listening to this, if you can get, get up to the Arena Auditorium to catch a game, it is an incredible place to watch basketball. So you have the Cowboys. You mentioned CU with Tad Boyle. If they can get consistently good, and there's even Air Force, consistency will be key because, as we've said with the Broncos, if the team is good, that increases local interest. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to see if that if that's a trend where it's not just a flash in the pan, they can consistently compete in the Mountain West or the Pac-12, what that does to the betting interest and thus the handle for each month. So as far as college hoops goes, the what I've been focusing on so far, CSU is the best team around here, watching just about every game so far. That game against Wyoming was spectacular in overtime. If Roddy hits just one more free throw at the end of the game, they end up winning that game. They're still in the mix here, though, for the NCAA tournament. And But they need to bounce back. They need to bounce back this week with a couple more wins. Uh, the Thank other you. one, Colorado, very disappointing to this point. A uh, young team fought. Fought ranked teams like UCLA, USC very hard, ended up losing. They get a big win, and now they've gone backwards again. So I'd say there. And then Northern Colorado, I love betting the big sky. The books don't know about it. Team totals are exploitable. Sides are exploitable at that point. Even Ken Palm, you know, going that low with some of these teams, it's not as accurate. Um, but the, the the Bears are definitely struggling, man. This is, yes. this is sad. I thought they had a chance really to do some damage here. They're probably going to have to win the, t the conference tournament now. That, well, that's how they can get into the tournament. and I, that yeah. I mean, that's how the they have way. to, but but to win the conference outright during this regular season is really what I meant. They're just, it's not happening. No. It's not happening. 
It's unfortunate. And it's, it, it's unfortunate because we talked about how fun the team was. And then since then, they've gone on a tailspin, yeah. so to speak. And it, it, it's unfortunate, but they'll be back. Steve Smiley will get that program back. And even when Tad Boyle was there, because he was the head coach of Northern Colorado before he went on to CU, it, it's still a program that will be in the thick of things. And now it's time to see if CSU can keep this going. Wyoming, CU, Air Force. There's a lot of good basketball here, better than college football. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and CSU leading the way. I fully expect Colorado to be back in the mix next year, yes. too. And you're telling me, as far as college basketball betting, you think Wyoming is kind of pushing it, too, then? Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. there are a lot of Wyoming fans who live in Colorado. Yeah. So the fact that they can bet on their pokes, absolutely. And the same goes with their football team, with Craig Bull. They're, based on my experience of, of driving from Cheyenne to Laramie for a lot of times, you see the traffic mm -hmm. coming up I-25 or even 287 from Fort Collins. There's a lot of traffic that heads up to, to Laramie for either the, the football team or the basketball team. So is Wyoming bigger fan base? Do you think more people bet on them than Northern Colorado here? In, in, I would in say town? so. Yeah. Okay. We'll start doing a little more Wyoming then, I guess, especially as the season goes on because they're a pretty good team. Let's uh, wrap this thing up with a little more basketball. The Nuggets uh, had been playing some great ball. Their, their bench had been kicking some butt. And then last night, it was not good against the T-Wolves. They're going to try and bounce back. Three games and four nights. Back-to-back -back here. Jazz have won three in a row against the Nuggets this season. Last meeting, but no Rudy Gobert, no Donovan Mitchell, no Joe Ingles. Daniel House is in protocol. Hassan Whiteside might not play. Are the Nuggets going to let us down again? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're facing I, I, a skeleton crew. <laughs> I don't think I, they will, by the way. I don't think Jokic will. <laughs> I, I think... If anyone's going to be upset about how they played against the Timberwolves, it'll be Jokic. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. He may get his. He, I, I, I don't want to say anything as a lock, but he's probably going to get another triple double against the Jazz because there's no one who hates losing more than Nikola Jokic. And the way that bench played, I wouldn't be surprised if Jokic went to Michael Malone and said, "Don't take me off the floor." Uh, you know what? There was one thing I was questioning whether I should bring up, and I'm going to anyways, okay? I don't want to make it too uncomfortable for you, but a good friend of mine uh, last night texted me, and you, I think you know what I'm going to say, don't you? A good friend of mine texted me last night. He goes, I think the whole commander's name is a joke, and I will put one testicle up there. You can, I will lose said testicle if... Uh, the name is the Commanders. And I just wonder how I should handle this. Uh, I feel like I should make him pay up on this bet. Then again, it might be a little excessive. Uh, what would you do if a good friend of yours wanted to put a body part on the line? Would you take it and that, make it into I, that a That is trophy? a great question. I, I, yeah. I would say put up or shut up. I mean, you're the one. I didn't, I didn't make you do it. So absolutely. The problem with this, though, is... Daniel Snyder isn't that smart. He absolutely did this on purpose. It, this is by no accident. This isn't a joke. This isn't a, oh, just kidding. We're not the Commodores. Daniel Snyder is not that smart. He's an idiot. This is all because of him and the way he runs that horrible organization. And you mentioned an owner that needs to go away. And Stephen Ross, away. Daniel Snyder is top of the yeah. list. The fact that he is still 
a member of the National Football League as an owner is a farce. So while I would absolutely tell my friend if he put that on the list of mm-hmm. I'm going to put up a testicle if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. he's not wrong because Daniel Snyder's not that smart. Well, this is the second time he's lost one too. So at some point in time, I have to <laughs> I have to collect on this bet. You do have to. I mean, if he's going to continue to put it up, you have to collect on it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, but well, more for him than for for me. (laughs) All right, my friend. Thanks for hanging out with me some extra time today because, whoo, I I still don't know if we got into everything we needed to get into, but this has been a very, very, very busy day, and it's kind of nice because we needed some things to keep us busy during the uh, bye weeks before the Super Bowl. And that had a lot to do with the timing of Brian Flores, by the way. There's no yes, question about that. Okay, dude. Uh, plug everything you got. Go to playcolorado.com. I'll tell them that right now. That is a place where I go um, probably four or five days a week uh, to check out the stuff over there. Really good articles. They do stuff on the Nuggets, too. Uh, the handle stories, uh, breaking news, interesting news, like the Broncos getting up to 15-1 to 1 with the rumors of – Aaron Rodgers coming here. So playcolorado.com. What else you got going on, my friend? Play Colorado is your one-stop shop for betting analysis, features, columns, and not just sports betting, but casino news, lottery news. We had a story last week about the split of the $25 million jackpot. So we'll have lottery stuff up too to make you a safer and smarter barter, uh, a safer and smarter, smarter, better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tongue twister. You can follow me at Ian St. Clair. I'm also a writer at milehighreport.com where we cover all things Denver Broncos. So that's, it's a whirlwind. And now that we have the the team up for sale, it's only going to get started. It's going to be bananas. Uh, Again, something I'm going to try and do on this show is a lot more nuggets and a lot more uh, college basketball and a lot more abs. Uh, But the Broncos, I know it sells here and we'll, be doing these Broncos too, because it's, uh, it's the big story here in town. So as always, Ian St. Clair, thanks for the time. Hope everybody enjoyed the show today. Follow me at Holden radio. Um, appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow with another show. Talk some abs with Mark Springer and some nuggets with Harrison wind from, um, as a beat writer with the nuggets DNVR. Correct. Yeah. So we'll get to him. We'll talk to him tomorrow as well for Ian. I'm holding. Thanks to Steven, our producer catch me tomorrow too on the Denver city cast presented by bet rivers. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson yards in New York city. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 